the Cult Worthy Podcast. Join me, Antonio Palacios, each week as I guide you through a never-ending sea of obscure cinema and cult-worthy gems that deserve a rediscovery. Find me on all listening platforms and at thecultworthy.com. The Cult Worthy Podcast. Join us. Attention. The Milf and Me Podcast contains strong language and open conversations about sexuality, a multitude of lifestyles, and occasional criticism of political fuckery. Keep politics out of your pants, folks. Your hosts, Antonio and Diana, are not certified relationship therapists. We are cynical assholes with microphones, pretty much like every other podcast. And so with that out of the way, enjoy the show. Welcome to the Milf and Me podcast. I'm your host, Antonio, here with my lovely co-host, Diana. Welcome back to the studio. Hello. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm great. It's snowing and it's almost April. Um, You know what? Tomorrow is April and it's never going to stop. I swear to God. It's weird. It was 80 degrees this day last year. Yeah. So my kids are on spring break and they're, <laughs> right. lo- they're losing their mind, honestly. Yeah. We're in Utah, if you guys didn't know about that already, if you're not a listener and listen to our Small Lake City episodes, normally we'll get like some cold weather yeah. this time of year. Yeah. And once in a while it might surprisingly snow, but we've been in snow now for like two weeks. It's been gray and dismal and depressing and I'm losing my goddamn mind. I literally sent a text message to my ex-husband yesterday and said, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. I got to get out of here because it's driving me crazy. I have to have the sun and the beach and the water and the whole thing. And I want to go out and take my kids to the park. We want to go <laughs> skateboarding. Yeah. You know, there's all these different things that we want to do. The things that keep us sane because we're done with winter. Yeah. And Utah's like, no, go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. I hope it doesn't cause issues, right? Like flooding later on, like in July or August when things start. Well, we have been in a drought for years now. And they say that this might pull us out of it. What I think is funny, what makes me laugh. Oh, here we go. In these weather conditions is that these fucking guys out there, they've been in Utah their entire life, right? Uh-huh. And they got these big, stupid fucking trucks, like monster <laughs> trucks, as close to a monster truck as you can get without it being a monster truck. Yeah. And every time it snows, yes, they feel like they're invincible. It's like, have you not lived in Utah long enough that, yeah. hey, when it snows and the roads get all fucked up yeah. and the snowplows can't get out because it's a Sunday or something, yes. some weird bullshit like this, they're like, but I'm in a truck. Yeah. And you see them cruising way too fast down the freeway. And then like three miles down the road, you see them off the side of the road. Yeah, they're going past you 100 miles per hour on the freeway. And they're like, oh, how's your truck now, buddy? Yeah. I think it's funny because if there's one thing I've learned in the 25 years I've lived in Utah now, (laughs) is that Utah dudes overcompensate with trucks. (laughs) They overcompensate with trucks. They overcompensate with boats and four wheelers. I mean, this is the state, right, where you will see... (laughs) A giant ass truck towing a boat, and behind the boat, you've got another little trailer with like four wheelers on it. 
And then behind that, it's towing like a horse trailer. And behind that, it's got like a fucking train caboose. Like, this is the place. We have decent sized houses out here and decent sized driveways. Yeah. And like, you see poor mom and maybe like the teenage kid with a car parked out in the street because the driveway is literally dad's big, stupid fucking truck. <laughs> You're not wrong. It's why I'm laughing so hard. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm I talked about being salty last week and I'm salty again this I week. I love this salty side <laughs> of you. It's fantastic. I'm kinda liking this. It's good. But yeah, Utah and its trucks and its overcompensation. And I'm not sure if that's just a Utah thing. I'm pretty sure it's an American thing. America. But you know, here's the thing. I don't have to date these assholes. <laughs> aren't you lucky what is it like for you having to be out there in the meat market Here, here's a question let's say you <laughs> i know that we're not like picking each other up anymore for dates people are like ubering or meeting at the bar i'll meet you there or meeting at the restaurant right 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 but sometimes you're like hey you know what no not sometimes no no, no. let that. me finish oh god okay sometimes if things go well Mm-hmm. And you're like well how about we go hit another place or how about we go for a walk or how about we go to your place And you end up either walking to their car or yours or vice versa. (laughs) And you see that they drive one of these big ass stupid trucks. What is your first thought? Does it depend on the guy or is that like a red flag? Um, so yeah, I would be pretty turned off. I mean, if it's something that I've got to like jump to get into, (laughs) that's, that's a red flag for me. Um, some girls like that shit, but. You're no, like, I'm 41 years old. I can't be fucking jumping. Yeah, you know? and it's like, is this thing going to fit in the parking garage? Like, I live in the city, right? I right. mean, I'm, <laughs> and it's a little embarrassing. I mean, I've, I've, um, I've been with some men that have big trucks, and the very thought of them coming into my neighborhood and trying to park it on the street is concerning. I live in the city. I mean, I'm in a neighborhood in the city. I'm kind of like five minutes from the middle of downtown, but still. Parking can be a little tricky and I mean I've been driving Mazda sedans for years and getting into your little community is a challenge even in my little car. Yeah, and then you know <laughs> Especially if it snows and it's been plowed. Yep, that's right. That's right. And to you know, just to put this out there when they come to the house and I'm thinking, I know where we're going in the evening and it's mm-hmm. like well, I guess I'm driving now because that fucking thing's not getting anywhere in the city. Like that won't fit in the garage. That won't, we're not finding street parking with that. Like this is okay. Well, am I driving my car or are we getting a Lyft or an Uber? What's happening? So yeah, I mean, it's a thing and, um, I don't understand it, especially if they're not towing anything. See, That's my point. That's my point. Why do you have this? Why do you have this truck? Do you have horses? Right. Are you in a farmer? What is happening? Why do you have this truck and you live in like a city away from me? Like we're not in the country. Right. So, yeah, I kind of lose a little bit of respect in the fact that my dad is a cowboy. I grew up with trucks and trailers. They were work trucks and trailers. They were work trucks and trailers and we put them to use. (gasps) We put them to use. It's cosplay. It's cosplay. It's fucking like work ethic <laughs> cosplay. Yeah, like, yeah. I may be in finance now, but in my heart, I'm a farmer. Yeah, I'm drive that's this interesting, yeah. right? And I see that. I do. I see. I see guys that have desk jobs, and I mean, I've dated, not dated. I've gone out on dates with dudes with this situation. 
they're they're accountants and they drive a big fucking truck. I have a very dear friend who I work with who is like super liberal, but he drives a big ass stupid truck that barely fits in the parking garage. And I can't figure it out because I'm like, dude, you work for a very progressive, liberal, environmentally friendly company. Yes. And you drive this monstrosity that you can barely fit into the parking garage. And if it has a flag in the back of it, then go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. I don't care what flag. It's just so weird. (laughs) It's just so weird. If it's anything but a pride flag, go fuck yourself. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That would actually be funny when in in June, you know, it's just during pride month. So there's another thing, too, before we um, I don't want to get on a tangent, but the overcompensating thing (laughs) (laughs) I have I have recently experienced um, with someone I was seeing that he had a truck. It wasn't huge, but it was fucking loud. It was so loud. It was like annoyingly loud. So when he would leave my house late at night. The entire neighborhood's awake because he's starting his truck and it's loud. It's like, I mean, it's like really fucking embarrassing when everybody's probably awake now and looking out their windows and I'm like pushing him out the door like, go, like your truck is loud. Like, get the fuck out of here as fast (laughs) as you can. Um, But his other car was loud, too. And so I'm willing to bet that that wasn't like the floor model. That's shit that people actually do to their cars to make them more powerful and more intimidating. So it's not just... Bow down to my truck. It's not just the big trucks. It goes with loud cars, too. Oh, yeah, like the little sports cars that you see zipping down the freeway. Well, and those little sports cars, like whatever. I'm talking Mustang or, you know, like right. the Ford Raptors or whatever they are, like the muscle cars. Yeah. I fucking hate those, but they're loud. They're annoying. It's like, why... You don't drive a Harley. A Harley it's fine to be loud. That is a good loud. That is sexy. It's a Harley. It's fucking meant for that. Harleys are meant and known for their rumble. Yeah, it doesn't have a whisper mode. It doesn't have a quiet floor model. Yeah. So it's not just the big trucks, Antonio. It's the loud ones too. Have you ever been surprised, but like maybe you meet a guy at a restaurant or a bar and like, this seems like a really level-headed dude. And then you see his big truck and it doesn't match. Like that's Uh the thing is like, how often does it not match? Um, It happens more often than... Not probably. So that was my point that we're getting to. The overcompensation of males. And here's the thing. It's mostly a Western society thing. Mm-hmm. Like you don't see a lot of this in Eastern cultures. If they are overcompensating for anything, they do it with behaviors more than they do giant houses, giant trucks or yeah. toys that they show off. Yeah. Like if they're overcompensating anything, it'll be with like, okay, I'm going to take people to like the most expensive restaurant or vacation or a, a safari experiences. That's yeah. usually what those overcompensations look like in more Eastern cultures where here it's like, no, we have to have the biggest fucking thing on the block. We have to have the biggest house, the biggest car, the biggest truck. Yeah. We have to have the most toys. Yeah. And I think this is funny too. Men are accessorizing these days. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I got to have the Beats by Dre. I got to have the Apple Watch. <laughs> I got to have the iPhone 27. <laughs> I've got to have the vibrating sex doll in the closet. You know, yeah. like all the things. All the things. Yeah. I'm glad I'm not like that. Me too. I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad you're not like that either. I'm glad I'm not like that. But yeah. No, it's not cute. If that's what you're getting at, it's not sexy, not even a little bit. It's a turnoff. It's a turnoff, but here's the thing. There's so much of it that sometimes you really have to like choose your battles, right? Well, yeah, but that's not a battle I'm going to fucking choose. It's just not because there's, okay, 
there's compromise. There just really is. When you get to this point in your life, you can't be so over the top picky. Oh my God, I don't like the way he chews. Oh my God, I don't like this. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. What are those shoes? Oh my God, no. That shit doesn't matter. But there's certain things that potentially will annoy you so much that it will matter. It will just bug the shit out of you and keep bugging you and keep bugging you until you're finally like, I can't do this anymore. I fucking hate your truck. I hate the sound of your truck. I hate the look of your truck. I hate all the fucking things. Like, you know what I mean? Like you'll combust at some point. (laughs) You'll just lose your shit. You'll like go postal. It's called snapped. You'll just fucking snap. (laughs) No. So it's a thing, you know, there's certain things that you can compromise on certain things. You can't for me, this is something I can't compromise on. I just can't. Well, here's the thing. It starts young in this country. Yeah. Like there is a thing. And, And that's what I feel bad for males that grow up to be like that. I mean, and females overcompensate too. That's a different episode. We are talking about boys this week. What are they overcompensating for, Antonio? That's the thing. I don't know. It could be the most common conception is that they're compensating for penis size. (gasps) But that's what like, I think most, I think women think that. Yeah. For us, when we, when us guys are looking dudes that are like overcompensating, Oftentimes, I think we are less thinking that they're compensating for dick size as much as we are compensating for presentation and peacocking for our friends and our neighbors and our females. I've known a lot of guys who are buying big shit and buying all the toys not to impress a woman, but to impress their friends or impress their family. Oftentimes I feel, and this is just what I've noticed, is that these dudes are showing off for their friends because there's a status thing. It goes back to the whole alpha beta thing. And in my opinion, too, it's usually these kind of toxic betas that are trying to do it more than the alphas. Yeah. You know what? I've seen super alpha dudes that don't even fucking own a car. They like ride a bicycle or run to work. And they're like, yeah, I just uh, ran five miles. <laughs> oh, Let's get some work done. Let's hustle today. Let's go. <laughs> that seems to be the new mentality. That's so funny. <laughs> uh, most of my friends that were like, and, and here's the thing. If you have a good friend, if you're a dude and you know you have good friends. Yeah. They will fucking burn your shit down. Yeah, they will. If you show up with a Ferrari the next day and they're like, uh, I make more money than you, bro, and I drive a fucking Mazda, like take that yeah. thing back to the store and ruin your life. Settle down. Settle your shit you're, down. You're being a dickhead right now. Yeah, you and, live in you live in Orem. Relax. In fact, go home. We don't even want to see you right now. Like really, we will we will bring you down. We that's what a good friend does. They'll yeah. bring you down back to earth. Well, it's you're being real with them. Being sure. real. And I would hope that they would do the same thing to me. Yeah. When I say it starts younger in this country, it starts as early as grade school. I mean, all of us remember going to school and be like, oh, you don't have an REI backpack or you don't have a Jansport Oh, yeah. I went through that in elementary school. God. You're wearing Airwalks and you're not wearing Vans. Like, yeah, yeah, that shit happens. We are, maybe it's a corporation thing. Maybe it's a capitalism thing where we are like predetermined to be overcompensating for things as early as grade school. Yeah, that's crazy. And I think sometimes parents do it too. Like if our parents start dressing us in the nicest clothes when we're young, I, I the healthiest, most successful people I know grew up wearing fucking hand-me-downs. Yep. And by the time they're sure. in high school, they're like, I am done with hand-me-downs. I'm going to go get a fucking job at McDonald's so I can at least buy something that makes me look good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then they hustle for the rest of their life and they go for it. Right. You know, that's, that's the thing. And then I think too that we see some people who – were so used to being maybe spoiled or catered to and coddled when they were kids, and then they had to go out on their own, and they didn't like the hustle. They didn't like that, so they will go into debt and overcompensate just to show their projection of success. Totally. I see that, for sure. 
Now, this is funny to me. There was a study that they did in a group of colleges where they challenged these male college students to do hand grip strength tests, right? Mm -hmm. So what they would do is they would have these machines that would test the grip strength of these college students. And then after they got the results, they would have these students fill out a questionnaire of like their height, their weight, how much they could bench press, their income or stuff like that. And what they noticed is that men, these college men that had relatively low grip strength lied on their questionnaires. They said they were taller. They said that they were more, had more body mass. They said that they could lift more. They said that they made more money than they actually did. Mm -hmm. The funny thing about this is all of those tests were inaccurate. They intentionally made the grip test strength results low, lower than they actually were. To see what they would do. To see what they would do if they felt emasculated. Yeah, well, they're not confident in their own skin. They were, yeah, they felt small. So when they would do the test again and give accurate results, they saw less embellishment on these questionnaires after. Oh. So I think it's really interesting that maybe this is a man thing, but mm-hmm. I don't know enough of the female brain. We're going to talk about this in another episode, but like, is there stuff that you guys do? We all hear about like padding bras and stuff like that, but I think that is more of a... Yeah, like elementary, middle school thing for yeah. sure. Um Women are funny about their bodies, for sure. I mean, I know I was a late bloomer, you know, so I had to have a... (laughs) You almost spit out your uh, drink there. That is so funny that you said that because my little girl somehow found one of my yearbooks downstairs and brought it upstairs. Oh, God, here we go. You saw me in it. I was showing Kristen pictures of you, me, my ex-wife, and our good friend Mikey Uh in sophomore year. Yeah, I was a late bloomer. I was tiny. And she was looking at you, she's like... She looks like a little boy. Oh, I was <laughs> tiny. Not only did I look like a little boy, but I was I could fit in all the lockers. I was terrified to go down the hallway, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, so I think um, just to go off of what you're saying in elementary school, when women are late bloomers, they feel like they do have to overcompensate in the fact that one of their friends maybe has bigger boobs. And I did. I totally, I was all about the cute little padded bras that you could find. Um, so yeah, I mean... I think it goes the same way with women now in my 40s. I know. I mean, that just goes off of what we were talking about last week is I give zero fucks, quite honestly. Yeah, I'm getting there, too. If a woman is overcompensating, does that mean her vagina's tiny? Like, what do you want me to say right now? Like, overcompensating for a dude is because he has a small penis or whatnot. But what do you do when you've got... A big vagina a or too big, small? A big stretchy vagina. I don't know. I like, don't what do think you... men complain too much about small vaginas. It's usually yeah, the opposite. Right, right. No, I get that. But does it go both ways? I don't know if it can. I don't think I've, I mean, I've been around, but I don't think I've been around to know like all sizes and shapes of vaginas to their extent if I yeah, am being so I don't blunt. know. I mean, I don't, I don't know either. I mean, um, I can honestly say, not to sound too disgusting, I've never met a vagina I didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's good. That's that's very good. That means you're doing something right. Um, no. So for women, it's interesting. I it's a turnoff. Just just mm-hmm. let's just say it. Say it how it is. It's a turnoff because, as I said before, that's fantastic that you have this big fucking truck. Why do you have it? Right. Like I just want to know why. If are you like hauling hay with it? You know, on the weekends. You, on the weekends, <laughs> are you? pulling a boat? Are you pulling a trailer? If there's no reason for the truck, then 
what are you overcompensating for? And it's probably this study that you're reading about. It's probably because they feel small, whether it's in their pants, whether it's their grip. I don't fucking know. Right. They just feel small and they want to be Ooh, like bigger, like I drive a big truck. Well, I think there's a lot of uh, different facets to it. You know, like we, we are not like picking on a particular group, so to speak. We want to know more. We want to know why. Like you said, like, what are you doing with this? I think, and this will be another episode too, because it's too big of a conversation, but gender roles might have something to do with it, you know, where mm-hmm. there are a lot more, let's say, determining factors to traditional gender roles and relationships these days. For example, I know a guy whose wife makes a lot more money than he does. Uh-huh. And he has kind of fallen into the position where I'm not saying that he's like, because they don't have any kids. I'm not saying that he is like the mom of the house. He's not Mr. Mom. Yeah. But he finds himself doing a lot more things around the house because honey makes money. Yes. And the big truck might be the one thing that actually makes him feel a little bit more masculine in the situation sure i've never asked him this but it doesn't fit his personality Hmm. yet he has it and i know what his home life is like and he's happy they're both happy but again that's where like these men groups who are like we have to return to traditional gender roles where women stay at home and cook and the men makes all the money shit if you're happy and your girl makes all the money and you can feel good about driving a big truck around yeah i'm gonna be less judgmental about it than you using that big truck as a projection of yourself to get attraction from women or friends or anything, you know? Yeah, no, totally. And it's there's a lot of layers to the big truck. So many layers. Because you can... That's just the easiest one to go to. You can go to a lot and find a truck that's big and that still keeps its class because it's the stock Mm, truck. Yeah. But it's the ones that make it taller <laughs> and buy the bigger tires and make it and they and make it louder. They spend all the money on making it bigger, 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 wider, louder. That's when it gets annoying. That's when it's like, but why? Right. I just don't get it. So tell us why. Are you one of these truck drivers? Like, I would love to know. <laughs> Does so- it make you feel better? This is from an article that was in Vogue magazine talking about overcompensation and what it looks like in the romantic scene. The masculine overcompensation thesis, which is a thesis and a study they put out, asserts that men react to masculine insecurity by enacting extreme demonstrations of their masculinity. Men's pursuit of masculinity in the face of threats is driven by desires to recover masculinity in both their own eyes and their partner's eyes. So the things that they say are the four main stereotypes of overcompensation is, number one, exaggerating their manliness. I think we've seen this a lot in this big movement of fitness and strength and CrossFit and training where, you know, gym bros, the gym bro culture essentially, I think, comes directly from this. Yep. Number two, rejecting stereotypical feminine preferences. Now, I think it's funny that in the early 2000s and late 90s, the term metrosexual was being thrown about oh, all yeah. over the place. Remember? Yeah. Dudes, I haven't heard that. Yeah, because dudes were I kind of heard exploring that their femininity. They yeah. were getting like okay. the haircuts that I've had for the last 15 years yeah. that came from the metrosexual boom. Okay. They were wearing like long coats and long scarves. They were accessorizing. It kind of got folded into the hip, hipster community, you know, uh-huh. but- once we saw the death of the metrosexual movement, that's when we started seeing the birth of this Jimbro movement. 
So I think something happened where they were starting to reject these stereotypical feminine preferences and went on a whole different level of course correction to this extreme gym bro mentality that we see now. Gotcha. Now, of course, there are the more stereotypical ones, big cars, houses, boats, potentially dangerous hobbies and activities, extreme sports, CrossFits, guns are popular again in people's communities that were normally not gun supporters before. Like, it's really interesting to see all these changes and embraces of this new culture. It is. And then, of course, in the extreme cases, assault, abuse, denial of accountability, and victim blaming, where all of a sudden you are now too masculine and too overcompensating in your manliness to accept any accountability. It's weak to accept accountability. Therefore, it's your fault. Huh, weird. I'm having flashbacks. That's the thing. If I mean, literally was dating somebody with this. If I didn't think that any of this was accurate, I would not be saying it on a podcast. <laughs> if I didn't it's have personal experience or know people that have been dealing with this, I wouldn't be saying on a podcast because it would just be hyperbole and I don't like throwing hyperbole out there without any basis. That's exactly right. I mean, that's what this whole thing is about, right? Experiences. And I lived that whole thing. I mean, this person I was talking to you about just recently with the loud vehicles. Um, yeah. the bit, I mean, he didn't have a big house, but big cars, sure. Loud cars, sure. Dangerous hobbies. Yes, absolutely. Rejecting stereotypical feminine preferences 100%. And... In extreme cases, the assault, abuse, denial of accountability. Um, yep. All day, every day, twice on Sundays. I'm not fucking kidding you right now. This All the is, check marks. This is a real thing. And if there's one, there's a million. Like, and, that's really how it is. And it's not, like, just, I mean, just putting this out there, it's not okay to be an asshole. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, like, sure, have your big truck, but it doesn't give you the right to be a complete asshole and rude and mean and intimidating and yelling at people for no reason and pretending like you're just invincible and you can do and say and be whoever the fuck you want like it's not okay you drive a big truck your truck's loud that's it that's it period that's it that's all you got going for you we talked about this in the high value episode where I was saying that guys like this create castles of bullshit. Yep. And they don't let people come in and take their bricks of bullshit away because then the castle will crumble. Yes. Like I've seen people like this who will defend like, you know what? Fuck you. Yeah. Do you know what I had to do for that truck? Right. Do you know what I have to do to put this house over our heads? Yep. You know, you know what? A, a man who drives a little Nissan from 1990 who works two jobs. He's doing the same thing, but the difference is he's doing it for his family. He's doing it for the the sanctity of his home. He's not doing it to project an overcompensating sense of masculinity because you're threatened that someone's taking your masculinity away. Yeah. And I'm not saying that everybody that drives these loud, big no. vehicles or has these big houses, big boats, whatever, and dangerous hobbies and activities. I'm not saying that you're all the same not saying that at all, but I am saying that it exists and you've got some of your homeboys are making things look bad for you. That's my point. Exactly. Like your homeboys that are ruining it for you. Those are the ones, the assholes. Those are the ones that have given me personally, me a bad experience. So when I see you driving your loud, big ass truck down the street or doing whatever, I automatically go to that. Like, 
Oh God, he's it's probably, a trauma. He's probably an asshole. You it know, it's a trauma. Yeah. We've talked about trauma. We talk about trauma a lot on this show. Yeah, exactly. But I also know guys too that drive these big trucks or loud cars or blah blah blah, all this shit, and they are good people. Well, their character reflects it. Yes. You know, if you get to know a person and their character reflects a positive nature, you feel comfortable around them. You don't even have to be romantically interested or involved with them. Right. I mean, that's the thing is like, it may be, it may take longer and it may be harder to recognize a good person because we're so used to dealing with assholes that the red flags of assholes are the first things in our line of sight. Yeah. And then- you can eventually, oh, you know what? I'm going to get past these red flags because this guy's actually a nice guy. Right. Or his wife's a nice wife. And she would, knowing her, she wouldn't put up with him if he really was an asshole. Yeah, totally. There's a lot of that too. But you made the perfect point that I was trying to go with is that when we talk about these stereotypes, guess what? These stereotypes are real. Yeah. And if you want to live a lifestyle that involves these things, there is that natural complication that happens that red flags are going to be projected on you even though you don't really present any of those red flags. Yes, so how do we fix it? I don't think we can. There's no way. And maybe we shouldn't. Like, no, you don't fix this. You don't fix any of this shit. Like it's it's a personal thing. It's a personal preference. You like that big loud truck? Fucking go get it, buy it, drive it, spend all your money on it, go do the thing. And there are girls that like it too. Sure. There's girls that get into it, but I just ask. Yes, you do it. Don't be an asshole. Don't be an asshole. And we talk about having good friendships a lot too. Mm-hmm. You know. I would say that if you were a woman that was getting into a situation that your friends automatically notice has got red flags, that this is a bad dude, this is a dude that's just trying to draw you into his world and you're falling for it, Mm -hmm. sometimes your friends might know better and they might steer you in the right direction. And then you come to a very difficult decision. Do I listen to my friends that are looking out for my best interest or do I listen to this guy who's going to say, well, your friends are just trying to ruin a good thing because they want a good thing. They want me and they can't have me. So they're trying to ruin it for you. Yes, right. That, that happens Heard a lot that. too. Heard that, been there, done that. Absolutely. Um, when you're inside the box, you don't see the things that your friends see. Um, so yeah, sometimes you have to kind of detach yourself, remove yourself from the situations, take a step back, try to see where your people are coming from. Because I mean- It would have saved me a lot of time, heartache, um, healing, and all this stuff that I have been going through if I would have listened more to my family and friends. However, I don't regret it. I don't regret any of it. I don't ever have regrets. And I am would never be the person I am today if it wasn't for these crazy ass, shitty men, crazy experiences (laughs) that I've had. And it's actually comical. I can look back on all of it today and be like, oh, wow, that's pretty amazing that I dealt and put up with that. So with this week's Love Guru, here's a hot take. We've kind of talked about it before. This lady puts it a little bit more into her perspective. Let's get your opinion on it. Women aren't happy. We're seeing women who are amazing in their careers, but they're single in their 30s. It's not really happiness. Like I would rather, and I'm going to say this here, I would rather be so happily married and satisfied in a marriage than be the best CEO because I know that it doesn't work. And the older I get, the more I understand that as a woman. And I think a lot of women are understanding that too. So what do you think about that? 
How does she know? She's 20. How the fuck does she know if a CEO of a woman in her 30s is a CEO of a company isn't happy? That so, is some bullshit right there. These are these are the eye-rolling ones where I'm just going, oh my God, I'm looking at my watch going, is it lunchtime yet? That was like 15 seconds and it felt like an hour. God damn. Yeah, I'm just listening to her going, how the fuck do you even know? Like, I know plenty of women that are business owners that are so fucking happy, way more happy than any 30-year-old woman that's married. I think the perfect example that we see on social media all the time is Chelsea Handler. Oh, like, oh my God. I Chelsea Handler her. handles this shit the best. She How shuts, do we get her in here? She shuts down this mentality her. so often. I love know? her. Yes, absolutely. Ooh, I am all like, about it. The right-wingers and like Fox News all the time, they get pissed at when she posts uh-huh, her videos. I know. Like, I love it. And, uh, you know, being, uh, oh, you know, 50 and Oh, childless. I love it. It's so good. I can get up whenever I want and I can go ski today. Fuck yeah. I'm going to go fuck the pool boy later. Like, yes, yes. We were talking about gender roles just a second ago. Yes, we were. Overcompensating. And I think that might be a part of it. Maybe one of the reasons why men overcompensate too is because they don't like seeing successful women. Oh, okay. They don't like seeing successful women without a man who can share that success. There's some hard truth for you. Right. And it's fucking bullshit because- For you douchey men. Nobody. It's a real thing. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody makes fun of a dude who's 60, single, and childless if he's a fucking billionaire. That's exactly right. No one's making fun of Jeff Bezos for his success. It's all the things he's done with his success and fucked up with. Yeah. But you know what? If it's a woman, obviously she's not happy because she never got to have- the perfect marriage and a child. I mean, she might look happy on the outside. Right. But inside she's crying. She's like, right. she's crying all the way to the fucking bank. Is yes, what she doing. is. Exactly. And <laughs> that's so funny because I have experienced the, um, the sheer fact that I am very independent and I have been building this company for the last few months. There are men that are intimidated by that. Yeah. Literally. I don't have millions in the bank. But they're intimidated over the fact that I have something I can call my own. And let's just fucking put this out there while we're at it. There are some men that are very intimidated of the fact that I have this podcast with you. Yeah. It's like, why the fuck does it matter? <laughs> this is a hobby of mine. It's something I enjoy doing. Who fucking cares? Like, you're more successful than me. You have more money. Good on you. That's fucking fantastic. If I'm more successful, I have more money. Fucking great. Guess what? I'm going to take you on a nice vacation. Who cares? Who cares? And I think it's funny, too, because we've talked about this in the past. There are dudes that had so much money, sales guys that either worked with you or for you. Sure. That were so intimidated by your ability to control a situation and handle a situation. Or tell them that they were doing their job shitty. tell them that they were doing their job wrong. Right. That all of a sudden, the fact that they were, in their minds, being emasculated by a woman who doesn't make as much money as I do, how dare you? They're going straight to the financial side. Yeah. I'm not saying all of them. Right, right. But that is definitely a thing. It is. is. There's guys that can't work for a female boss. They absolutely refuse to. That shit makes me sick. You know, and it's like smack the shit out of these men. Like, where, why, where did that even come from? It's like you think she got the job just because there's a girl. Then why is there so much arguments that women can't get hired? No, there are Mm. women that are gonna kill it, and they'll always kill it. And you will never be as good as they are. Yep. So stop projecting this idea. Well, she must be unhappy because she chose her career instead of a family. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's such bullshit. No, for reals. And. 
going back on what you said, I mean, the guys that can handle being managed by a woman, like in the workplace, the guys that can handle that gracefully and with a good head on their shoulders, those are the men that I respect more than any, anybody out there, honestly, because it goes to show you they don't care if you have a vagina or a dick. They don't fucking care. They just want to learn and do their job better. That's where it's respectful. But it's the ones that get all butthurt and like, oh my God, like you make way less money than me. Don't boss me around. It's like, get the fuck out of here. Like get your (laughs) shit and get out. Like I would fire someone in a heartbeat if if they treated me that way. And that's why I love Chelsea so much is because she gives zero fucks. She lives her life. She makes good money. She's hilarious. She's just her. That's so refreshing, is it not? Yeah, and it's not that she just popped up overnight. The right. woman's been doing this for like 30 years she's, or more. She's put the work in. Yeah, people grind. Yeah. Real humans that yeah. understand that the world isn't based on fucking gender roles right. or high value this and that. Right. They're like, you know what? What these fucking people around me are saying and doing doesn't affect me. Right. I'm my own person. I can grind as hard as I want to. I'm going to take my career to the level that I know I can take it. Yes. So when I get there, I can look at all of you in the eye and say, none of you helped me get here. Yeah. None of you brought me down. Did the work. So kindly kiss my fucking ass because that's what it is. Yeah. You put in the work and you know you deserve it. You take what's yours. That's what it comes down to. And that's why I like this little 20-year-old girl that's speaking. She's not speaking to the women who've made it. This is a plant. This has to be a plant. This is a ploy to get young women to think this direction. Mm -hmm. You know what? And if you're going to think that way, think that way. But also listen to the other side of the story. Listen to successful women who are like, you know what? Maybe I had a husband that wouldn't let me do anything. Yes. And one day I'm like, you know what? You're not good for me. I'm going to do my own thing. And now I'm a CEO. Yep. Exactly. Love it. So what is the MILF worthy challenge this week, Diana? Um, I just want to hear from you dudes that drive these big loud trucks. <laughs> Tell me why. Like, what is it? Is it the rumble that you feel when you're driving it? Is it turning you on? Like, what is it exactly? If you don't have a boat, if you don't have horses or mules, FYI, I grew up riding mules. I love the fucking mules. Anyways, if you don't have these animals, you're not hauling animals, you're not hauling hay, you're not living on a farm, you don't have a boat, you don't have a trailer, you don't have toys. You just simply have this big thing. It's a big fucking monstrosity and it's loud. I just want to know why. Yeah, like I'm not going to judge you the fact that you have me. I'm already judging you. I don't care. I want to know the why. We're scientific here. We want to know the why. We're testing our thesis. Prove us wrong. I'd love for someone to prove us wrong. Yeah, I'm all about the human psychology behind it. I'm not going to rip you apart. I'm not going to be like, oh my God, you're such a douche. Like I'm not going to do any of these things when I have this conversation. I just would love to simply know why. Yeah, that's all. Awesome. Thank you for tuning in this week for the Milf and Me podcast. We had a few like more scientific and emotional episodes. So everyone, you know what to do. Like us, subscribe to us, tell your friends, share our posts on social media. Let's get yes. this thing moving so yeah. we can bring you more fun. Diana, I love you and I'll see you next week. Love you too. <laughs> <laughs>